Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 22nd chapter. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Now while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them a question, saying, What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? They said to him, The son of David. He said to them, How is it then that David in the spirit, calls him Lord, saying, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how is he his son? And no one was able to answer him a word, nor from that day did anyone dare to ask him any more questions. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. My friends, there is much confusion in the North American church these days over the mission and the purpose of the church. What is the church about? What is the message of the church? What are we Christians called to be and to do? Now, there are some in the more liberal sectors of the North American church that would answer this by saying that our calling is to love. Yes, they would say that we are to love, not hate. When asked what this love looks like, the response is that love is inclusive, not judgy, and is typically expressed with vibrant colors, hugs, and warm smiles of acceptance. Through love, they say, everyone is accepted, and the church is then fulfilling her mission. On the other side of the coin, the more conservative sectors of the North American church would answer this question by saying that our calling is to be a prophetic voice, yes, a prophetic voice to our culture in adhering to God's law. Yes, they would say that we are to uphold the law, not water the law down. When asked what this law looks like, the response is that the law is exclusive. The law actually judges and is typically expressed with stone tablets of Moses, a shaking finger, and faces of scrutiny. Through the law, they say, 
Everyone knows how to act, and by this, the church is fulfilling her mission. Now, what is happening here to our two examples? Well, simply stated, one side has subscribed to love as the main message and purpose of the church, and the other side has subscribed to the law as the main message and purpose of the church. And like most competitions, yes, like most competitions, these two sides live in tension in the North American church. The pendulum actually goes back and forth as each side fights for its view. And like soldiers in a bunker, these two sides launch grenades at each other, saying things such as this, you, hey, you guys, the church is about love, you legalistic nitpicks. And the other side responds back, no, you are wrong. The church is about the law, you lawless sweet peas. And so, those on the more liberal side will accuse the so-called legalistic nitpicks of not loving, that the law prevents the church from loving people. And those on the more conservative side will accuse the so-called lawless sweet peas of disregarding the law, that too much love waters down the law. What is going on here? Who is right? Who is wrong? My friends, the answer is they both are. Yes, they both are. They are both right and they are both wrong. Consider our reading from the Gospel of Matthew this morning. Jesus has asked a question, a very specific question. And that question is this, which is the greatest commandment of the law? Now take note how Jesus answers this question about the law. He answers that the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart and soul and mind and to love your neighbors as yourselves. With this answer, we might be thinking that Jesus denies the law. He is asked about the law and he answers, answers this question about the law by talking about love. But is he putting love over top of the law? Is he giving predominance to love? Dear friends, Jesus answered a question about the commandment by talking about love, not because love trumps the law, but rather the commandments and love are inseparable. Yes, they are inseparable. You see, when it comes to the law and when it comes to love, they are not polar opposites as many people believe. They're actually not opposed or against each other as so many Christians attempt to do in our culture and churches. We do not have to choose love over the law or law over the love. It is like this. Real love will never disagree with God's commandments. And God's real commandments will never obstruct love. What this means is this. If you hear God's law from the Bible and you think that it is not loving, then you do not understand love, but have most likely given way to a pagan view of tolerance, just like that New Testament church called Thyatira did in the first century. And if you uphold the law but do not have love, you are just like that New Testament church in Ephesus that abandoned the love they first had 
they grew cold. You see, true love is expressed when we keep the commandments of God towards our neighbor, and God's law is fulfilled when our neighbor is properly loved. The Apostle Paul hits on this in 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter as well, simply stated, if we do all sorts of good and great and honorable and righteous things, but do not have love, we are nothing. On the other hand, if we have all sorts of love while forsaking the truth, we are not loving. So, dear friends, if your inclusive, non-judgmental love with its hugs and warm smiles rejects and denies God's law, well, then repent. Yes, repent. Repent of denying God's law. And if you have divorced the law, you are no better than the so-called legalistic nitpicks that you despise. And dear friends, if you are holding to the law with white fists of vengeance, shaking your finger in disgust to everyone around you without love, well, repent as well. Yes, repent of abandoning and forgetting God's love. If you have forgotten love, you are no better than the so-called lawless sweet peas that you despise. You see, it seems, as we consider both sides of the argument, that both sides are more similar than different. Sure, the one side clings to love and denies the law, and the other side clings to the law and forgets love. However, both sides, <laughs> both sides are guilty. Guilty, yes, guilty. Both sides are guilty of not fulfilling the law of love. Both sides need to repent, which means that all of us, you and me together, all of us are sinners in need of grace. You see, Jesus, he calls everyone to fulfill the Ten Commandments by loving God and neighbor perfectly. And what this looks like is that we are to love the Lord our God above all things in the first commandment. We're called to love the proper teaching about the Lord with accurate doctrine, which is the second commandment. We're called to love the Sabbath and to cherish God's word, which is the third commandment. We're called to love and to respect those in authority like parents and governing officials, which is the fourth commandment. We're called to love life especially preserving those who are weak and insignificant in this world, which is the fifth commandment. We're called to love marriage by protecting marriage from pornography and divorce and adultery, which is the sixth commandment. We're called to love our neighbor's possessions and reputation by defending our neighbors in whatever way possible, which is the seventh and the eighth commandments. We're called to love our neighbors by not scheming to get things away from them, but living in the contentment that God gives to each and every one of us, which is the ninth and tenth commandments. To the point, keep the commandments perfectly. Love perfectly. Do not forsake the law. Do not abandon love. This is the greatest commandment. This is what we are called to think, what we're called to say, and what we're called to do. 
Now, you may be saying to yourself, but pastor, I do not do that. I do not love, I do not uphold the law perfectly, and I do not as well. So what should we do since we do not love and follow the law as we ought to, as is commanded by our Lord Jesus Christ? Well, this is where the second part of our gospel lesson of Matthew comes into play in today's sermon. You see, the first question posed to Jesus was about the law. And through the law, every mouth is silenced. However, the second question posed by Jesus was about himself who he was and is. And when we are talking about Jesus, we must talk about the gospel. You see, dear friends, the law does not know how to counsel you and me, but only orders and commands. Love your Lord God, love your neighbor, fulfill the commandments. But because you and I are unable to keep the law, and because it is impossible for us to love perfectly, Well, Christ had to come. He had to come, and he stepped between the Father and you. He stepped between the Father and me. And in Jesus, you and I see one who not only loved perfectly, yes, who loved perfectly, but did so by fulfilling the law perfectly. Our Lord Jesus Christ, he did this for our own welfare, that we may partake in Jesus' fulfillment of the law and his fulfillment of love, and thereby come and receive grace. And so, in Jesus, you and I have the fulfillment of the law. In Jesus, we have perfect love And so we rejoice in the law and we rejoice in love knowing that we are neither legalistic nitpicks or lawless sweet peas, but we are Christians, baptized Christians, blood-bought Christians, forgiven Christians, redeemed Christians, reconciled Christians, adopted Christians into the family of God. Yes, you and I are forgiven Christians who by the Holy Spirit are given hearts to love and desires to do God's commandments. And when we fail, which we certainly will, when we fail to love and when we deny the law through our thoughts, words, and deeds, we know that in repentance and in faith that Christ Jesus not only lovingly forgives us, but fulfills that which we cannot think, say, or do. Christ is the fulfillment of love. Christ is the fulfillment of the law. For you, for me, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The The Lord Lord bless and keep you. you.